Okay, we're back. This is Michael Basham here. We're um, going to attempt to see if this uh, this child will be able to handle herself since mommy is here with us in the uh, in the shelter in our campsite permanent tent site here. It is a spaceship. In fact, I'm learning how to use angel technology to make sure that it will fly one day. If we have to go travel again, it'll it'll come with us. All right. Let's see if the microphone works here, honey. Can you can you talk into it? Testing one, two, three. Hmm. I need to turn this up. There. Can you try again? Testing one, two, three. Oh, that's very loud. All right, so we're going to talk about uh, prophecy and as much as we can. Uh, thanks. Kimberly says she can hear us. Aaron says bomb shelter. Hi, Kimberly. Hi, Aaron. So, honey, as much time as our daughter will give us, what are your thoughts on the show so far today? Well, I just thought it was such a joy to have Judah, Judah on. Judah Israel Michael and have him read some of his spoken word poetry. I've had the pleasure of actually seeing him perform it live. So, but I haven't heard it in a while and it was just really great to to hear that and get um motivation from it. We definitely need to have him uh come on more because I feel like he's got so much so much talent and it's hardly ever been shared before in a lot of these platforms maybe just in like those smaller venues that were not small but you know physical venues so hopefully we'll get we'll get um get him out there i got goose pimples i, got I did too pimples. i got goose pimples when he was perf- when he was uh performing so maybe i'll take some 80s synth wave and we'll we'll make it crazy <laughs> i don't know i don't want to offend him i just <laughs> met the guy but he's definitely going to be a regular guest and uh we should have you on. This is nice. Family time. <laughs> Let alone me. We have a little shelter above that I've covered. So even though it is rainy outside, um, you guys aren't going to get too wet. But I called this Understanding Prophecy. So, honey, how have you had God speak to you? And what are some ways that you feel like people can start to get prophecy? Oh, that's just a loaded question there. <laughs> that's um, what we do. Well, God speaks to me through you, for one, because you're my husband, and that's what—that's the way it should be. Um, good wife, good. I, I pay you later. Thank you. But I just feel that it's good to get um, space from all of the hustle bustle that goes on in the world, and all of the the all of the news, and just the inundation with um, just the flurry of negativity that is presented to you on an everyday basis. If you just drive down the road and you're listening to the radio, I mean, it's easy to like get into a deep depression just thinking like, well, I guess, you know, I guess we're screwed (laughs) for lack of a better word. But, um, I, um, Try to just listen to the spirit and, you know, listen to 
the messages around you that you're getting on a daily basis and the confirmations that you get throughout the day because confirmations are important too, I think. So confirmations, like if God shows you to go this way, he'll give you a confirmation, but maybe you're not like hearing his word directly. Yeah, maybe you're not hearing his word directly or you're not sure if you're hearing his word. And then um, for me, like you might get um, confirmation in the form of synchronicity sometimes. it's Sometimes it's just like, you know, somebody said a word right when you said it. You know, like you looked at something that said hello right when you said hello. And, and it's right when you're like talking about something that you're stepping into that's like a big thing for your your life or it could just be um like you know you get prophecy from listening to um you know different prophets and ministers talk about things and (sighs) so like what was that preacher that you were you were having me listen to earlier that was um just really good, like really... Um, um, that was Peter, Peter John Corson. Peter John Corson. Yes, and he was um, a Calvary Baptist pastor um, from um, San, kind of San Clemente, Dana Point, Orange County area. Um, and he's a pastor that I had actually, you know... I had gone to his church for a while and um, been a part of what he was doing. So he passed away a few years ago. I guess it was like maybe two and a half years ago um, after a long battle with um, some, some, several health problems. Um, But I was listening to. What is that? That is a chicken. Her favorite thing to say now is, what is that? She says it so well, too. Well, he was talking about Abraham building an altar and pitching a tent and building an altar and how that's symbolic of not having your, you know, not being ensnared in the world, but instead having your, you know, your focus be on, you know, what's outside of what's above you know above the world which is god (laughs) she just just dropped the whole bottle and living you know kind of living semi off grid here where we are in hawaii um that really resonated with me so i felt like that was confirmation (laughs) we might be coming to the end of our might be coming to I the think end of these our chips segment might here. buy us a few more few more minutes here um kimberly says a pastor of her church in ashland talked about him cool awesome and what kind of impact did he have on your life are you asking me or her no, you. oh well he was actually introduced to me by um this girl that i worked with that wasn't even christian she was actually a russian Jew, Jew. We've been talking about Russians the whole show today. And <laughs> she was actually being called to his um, 
ministry after going through some very difficult times with like losing one of her 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 children and her husband getting locked in prison and all this stuff and and she just kind of was like it's funny because she ministered to me she wasn't even christian but she was like come to this church and Hmm. you know and um i started going there and then i started bringing my mom there and my brother and because i found that um people weren't just they weren't just you know reading the scripture but they were reading scripture but they were actually um praying for each other you know for long hours like during the service and i thought that was really powerful like i really liked being a part of um a ministry that was so actively involved in prayer um during the service so and then um i just felt that it was where i was supposed to be because peter john corson he was you know he was just i felt the holy spirit was speaking through him and I would get confirmation every time I went there. Like, so that's one way, you know, just watch out for the, the confirmation. But So we're all on this journey together. I used to work with people that would get prophecies every single day. And then most of those people now don't even believe in God. A lot of them. I guess. Yeah, I think we've, we've done everything we could do with baby, but I just wanted to say hi. <laughs> But got to go watch the baby now. See what happens in the background so that we can do this. My lovely wife is watching my lovely daughter who will otherwise just like the chickens, like take over your life like she is right now. But she's so cute. Say hi. She can sing perfect pitch. Um, the farmer had Adele. She sings it. Do, 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 do. Can you sing? Want to sing? She's not in the mood. But um, thank you, honey. I love you. I'll be done in about half an hour. And then Adieu. my lady has just, just, just done some awesome stuff in the background. And what's what, what, what that? And you can hold the baby while I'm. Don't eat it. Don't eat that. This is what I always say. We actually named her Don't Eat That. Oh, thanks. I'll trade you. Take these chunkies. Take these chunkies. Oh, she said mommy so sweetly. Cool. So now we can do in-studio things. We just got to get a babysitter. So I'm going to try to get one of my cousins out here. And we're going to have a babysitter. Then my wife and I can do shows again. Just like in the old days. I love you, honey. So we're super blessed. As you can see, it's summer in Hawaii. Late afternoon. A little bit of a problem with mosquitoes, but... The climate is nice out here, so uh, we're getting into more and more real estate stuff. It's it's exciting. Uh, a lot of paperwork to do. A lot of, of behind the scenes happening, things happening. But just put it this way: everybody's moving out here. Like, it's nice. But I do want to get. I want to stay on the topic of prophecy and how to hear from the Lord. And if you guys have anything that you'd like to share as well, I do have Skype on now. So if anybody's listening that wants to call in, we still have about half an hour. To take calls, but I'm going to be reading, um, as I mentioned, some of the 
some of the people in my life that used to believe in prophecy, they've um, since given up the ghost. And so it can be very painful to go back and like reread old messages. And, and you just think about like, well, so many of these people lost their faith. Does that mean that the prophecies weren't true? Well, what I'm getting is that they are still very relevant and we should be paying close attention to what God told us in the past so that we can be ready to take on what he wants to give us in the future. And how it works is like, well, if you didn't even believe in Moses who wrote of me, why why would you believe in me when I show up, says the Lord to the Pharisees? If you didn't believe in the prophets of before, then how do you think God's going to give you anything more? It doesn't mean you have to live in the past. But even sometimes as you remember a dream, you just remember one word of that dream. When you go back and you look at a prophecy from the past and it's something about the keys of the kingdom or the end times or the end time church, like Judah was talking about, you can kind of retain that whole era, you know, the whole saga of Star Wars with one quote of a Jedi. You don't have to like rewatch the whole series again. You know what I mean? So prophecy works uh, in many different ways, but um, here is a prophecy about how to receive um, some messages that seem pretty difficult and why are some more difficult? What are the hindrances to receiving messages from heaven? How can we, what can we do to overcome them? And this is a prophecy from 2002, I think, 1999. Uh, it's a Mo letter, 3275. And it says, Jesus speaking, my dear children, let me remind you of the wonderful miracle that it is that we can communicate with each other. I'm able to pass on to you my life-giving words for your individual situations at the exact moment that you need them. If you take the time to ask me, I'm able to save you so much time by showing you from the beginning, which is the road to travel down. I'm able to encourage you when you're weary and direct you when you're in the midst of the battle. Now, in the days of great spiritual warfare, your gift of hearing from me saves your spiritual lives time and time again. In the days to come, your gift of hearing from me will save your physical lives and enable you to continue in my service for as long as it is my highest will before I bring you to my home, bring you home to my arms forever. It is sometimes a struggle to hear from me, especially when the message is very important or the answers are very specific and imperative to the work. The enemy fights very hard. Most of the time I shield you with my force field so that you don't even feel his attacks. But every now and then I allow you to taste the battle to remind you how much he fights this precious gift and how zealously you should guard it and be willing to fight for it. No matter how difficult the struggle is, it's worth fighting through. In the long run, it makes your job so much easier, not more difficult. No matter how difficult it seems at the moment to receive a message, it's worth the struggle, the effort in the spirit, the perseverance. I remember I used to have um, missionary friends that would regularly get prophecy, and I would ask them, like, how did you know what to do, or how did you get this? They're like, well, I just asked the Lord, and he talks to me while I shop. I asked the Lord which one to choose. I asked the Lord who to talk to. You might think, oh, well, that's just precocious or that's like assuming that you can just hear from God anytime. Well, why not try? Why not just ask the Lord before you decide what to do today? And should you call this or that person? People went overboard with the whole Ask Me Everything series and they just decided to like 
not even live their life with any free will. But if you include Jesus and you just come to him and you ask him, what does he want us to do today? Then you'll be on the right track almost all the time. And if you got the wrong prophecy, then you got the wrong one. But you got to hone the gift. It's like writing. Like if you're going to be a writer, you don't stop writing just because you don't have inspiration. You just keep writing and you edit the stuff that doesn't sound inspired out. If you find that you're not inspired, then that's not prophecy. That's not inspired. But if you find that God is speaking through you, wow, what a marvelous thing and how precious those words are. And you should diligently keep your faith at full capacity so that you won't at some point be like, well, I don't think my prophecies count. I'm going to delete them all. You know, don't let that happen. But it is a struggle sometimes, but I just want to encourage you guys to hear from the Lord. You can compare it to communicating via email. If you need to receive an important message and it's difficult to log on or the phone connection isn't the best, it's still worth it to persevere because the victory is receiving the message quickly compared to receiving it via snail mail or not receiving the message at all. Even though it's sometimes difficult or your computer freezes or the connection is not the best or things go slowly or the lines are busy, you still persevere because you know that it's worth it to be able to retrieve the messages that are waiting for you there. So now as I explain to you why it's sometimes difficult in the spirit to receive my messages and at the times it feels like a very big struggle, remember it's worth it. Don't let the struggle discourage you. Keep your eyes on the goal and remember the wonderful miracle that you are blessed to receive in the form of my words given specifically for you. So this is for anybody out there that wants to receive messages from God. You can you can just start by listening to prophecy regularly, re- listening to the word regularly, getting familiar with the word so that when you do hear from the Lord, you'll know what is biblically sound and what isn't. But don't let the enemy's attacks stop you. But there are also other factors in the spirit world that can hinder or make receiving messages difficult. And this is also in the Bible that, um, you know, um, Daniel was going to get the message about the end times. And the message was delayed because the prince of Persia was trying to hinder the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the angel from bringing the message. So, Prince of Persia, but then Michael came and and helped out. So it was pretty cool. Hallelujah. So Lord, give us prophecies. Give us visions. Give us open heaven, Lord. Let us see into the spirit very clearly at times. Let us just go there. Let us see it manifest. Let us open the portals. I had a great call. I had a great talk with with a brother, Michael, that's been commenting on a lot of our speakers and just what a precious guy if you could just lift him up in prayer too if he's listening thank you michael for your faith and i'm just really excited to to talk to you more but if you have a vision it helps if you're not just trying to do everything on your own but you're doing things in the will of god in the power of god and you have that vision of like oh yeah jesus can totally take me up into the spirit and literally do anything he wants and you're not in control of everything. People think when they get prophecy that that means they're in control of God. It's the weirdest thing ever. I even sometimes struggle with that. Like I'll be like, "Well, uh, I guess I'm I'm in control now. Uh, God is just gonna do whatever I say, I suppose." And you no longer have the vision of like, "Well, no, I'm actually giving God access to do whatever He wants to do, 
and just use Aaron says it's sad when Christians deny gifts they used to have. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you think about it, it's kind of like what's happening to America. Like we are now giving up all of our rights. We're giving up all of our freedoms, all of our God earned God given rights of humans, but also our ancestors fought and bled or even just our grandparents, even just our parents, even just our brethren, and it's all being taken away. And uh, one reason I still read some of these Mo letters, even though, yeah, I know all the controversy. I know. I know people are very offended or they're just like, what are you? No, no, that's not right. Um, no, I'm, I was there. I, I saw God speak through people a lot of times. And um, they were diligent enough to actually record just thousands and thousands and thousands of pages of notes and prophecies from a lot of different sources. So I would be silly if I were to just have spent my whole life learning about this stuff and getting it confirmed personally and then turning around and being like, yeah, I didn't see anything. No, nothing there. Okay, so if if somebody you're receiving a message from, like a saint in heaven or a spirit helper or somebody who recently passed on to that side, they were actually into doing that a lot back then. Still pretty controversial, but it was really controversial back then. Hearing from the other side. If they're not used to passing on messages through the dimension of the spirit world, it'll be a little more difficult to receive, or perhaps the message won't flow as easily as you're used to. This is not the fault of either you or the departed one giving the message. It's just that it takes practice to hone the art of spiritually communicating. And some of those in the spirit world aren't yet accustomed to using this method of transporting thoughts, words, pictures, or messages. Because it's kind of like a telepathic link, you know? Like, I've listened to so many sermons by these different preachers. A lot of them have passed on that when I almost, like, call them with my mind or my heart, I can start to hear, like, an echo of their spirit within my own heart and thoughts. And it's like, it's kind of me. It feels like it could be me making it up, but then it's like, it really actually could be them or a part of them that's in me or something. I don't know how it works. Honestly, it's just something interesting. But, um, I've had that happen recently with some different preachers, Neville Johnson a little bit. I think a lot of other people have too. Like these guys went to heaven too soon and they weren't expecting to go and they're definitely still serving God up there. They have a little nice, well-deserved vacation like Trump has been taking. And uh, now they're, they're, you know, enjoying, I think, coming back into the fight. So I'm really excited about that. And hey, Paula's on here. Her cat is named Judah Israel. You're kidding me. That's so funny. Well, he was on in the first segment and uh, he should be back soon within the week or two he will be back so and i hope to do another show with paula soon too i really really uh love her spirit her heart her the purity that she walks in and also faith to go to other planets literally (laughs) you should read her books and i'm gonna get that um advertisement up soon for the rev i want to definitely uh promote that aaron says i hear that people in Heaven can communicate with their thoughts. That's right. Christy, why are you late? (laughs) We were waiting for you this whole time. (laughs) Just kidding. We are waiting for you always, but 
if it weren't for you guys, we wouldn't really make an effort to go live so much. It's just that it's so fun to hang out with awesome, awesome, awesome people. And it's like the Lord of the Rings, like around the table of wisdom. And we're making these these huge decisions that affect all of Middle Earth. But uh, we should be on here for another 20 minutes. So, yay. And then I, my wife has been doing so many great things. She has a very well-deserved break this evening and might just do some takeout or something. But you guys are all invited in the spirit. Come along with us. All right. So I'm just going to keep reading this. This is so cool. Okay. The enemy is walking around as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, seeking to destroy my children's faith in the gift of prophecy. He'll often fight you with all that's within him to try to hinder and stop the flow of my words. There's nothing he hates more than seeing my children tap into the divine resources of heaven. Yeah, he's jealous, you know. He fights like a bear who's been robbed of her cubs. So the next time you're sitting down, you're like, I'm going to hear from God, and then you hear this, <laughs> you know, just know it's that's who it is. He'll often fight you with all that's within him to try to, to hinder and stop the flow of my words. There's nothing he hates more than seeing you tap into heaven. Okay, we read that. Sometimes he'll throw in his static or cause the connection to be a little unclear or choppy. Hi, Lord, I'd like to ask you for some help here. What should I do? Here's my... W- for you. You should... No, but... And remember not to... No, that doesn't happen. But it kind of feels like it does sometimes. Like, your your channel is all mucky and muddied up. We bought this blow-up um, jacuzzi. And it's... It's questionable whether it's even worth it because things get so like moldy so fast out here in the jungle that anyway, I got to clean it. I'm learning how to keep it clean and, you know, how much bleach to use sometimes to just clean it but not kill your skin. And I noticed that the the reason it wasn't working was all this hair and gunk got in under the filter through the pipe hose and it was so disgusting. I didn't even want to like touch it. I just sprayed it off with the hose. And, um, it just reminded me like your, your prophecy channel is like a faucet. It's like, uh, the source is not from you, but you are in many ways in charge of the machinery and the pipes and keeping it clean. So if you're sitting around watching like stupid movies all the time, just look at your diet. If you're wondering why you're like, why am I always tired? And I feel like I'm really out of shape and well, what are you eating? Like, what's your, what is your exercise habits like? Like, what is your self-control? Are you just like, eh, I'm going to go to McDonald's again. Well, then don't expect to be like in Olympic shape and have all this energy if you just like, yeah, French fries, why not? Um, and that I'm speaking to myself too, because I'm, I'm just human. But with prophecy, it's a very real thing. And it's not complicated, but it it requires us to do a lot, especially as the world is getting more and more distracting and, you know, they stole the country and they faked the election and they're forcing vaccines that are killing people and all that kind of stuff. And you're like distracted, you know, how do you focus on the Lord? Well, the love relationship with God is the key. And if you're able to come back 
with the passion of the lovers in Song of Solomon, even if you just quote one verse out of there and just, you know, let's get things straight. You forgot your first love. Come back to the Lord. Tell him you love him. Tell him you need him. Let him be your love, not just your Lord, but also your love. And then the com- the communication can be more like Moses and can be more intimate and it can be less, dear Lord Jesus in heaven, what do I need to do? Okay, thank you, Lord Jesus. Goodbye. See you next Christmas. Anyway, um, at times he'll bring along physical distractions like electricity is cutting out or the thunderstorm, or the children are yelling at each other, or visitors dropping by, or emergencies arising, or just discomfort to get you to concentrate on your own thoughts and things of the earth rather than things of the spirit world. Don't give in to him, and in the end, he'll turn tail and run. There are times when you're hindered in receiving a message because you lack faith, and you lack faith because you're afraid of the consequences or ramifications of receiving counsel from me. This lack of faith is often attached to questions that you view as heavier questions, ones that will affect more people or have a bigger impact on your home or your own life. If you ask a simple question, one that you don't think would be that big of a deal, even if you were to get it wrong, quote unquote, then you can more easily resist the temptation of fear and you can more easily relax and receive. Just relax. Relax. Don't do it. Do do, 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 it. Uh, yes, we are in a spaceship, Christy. We are in a spaceship. Let me actually add, so you can see what I'm reading from. Don't mind the roosters. Those silly, silly roosters. Just so silly and so loud. Um, we are currently reading some info store. These are some old programs that we used to use back in the day that would help you to keep track of prophecy. This program is like from 1998. It's like Windows 98. Can make it bigger. Make it bigger. Oh, I like it. So, when there's a question that affects more than some little decision, you often worry or fear, and that quenches the flow of the spirit and the flow of the message. That fear is the opposite of faith, and it comes from feeling that you are responsible for the message. I am responsible that you have to do something to ensure that it's right or it's good. I get to, I'm in control of what God says. It's me. You fear that you'll get something wrong and you'll be blamed or you'll hurt others. That's actually very real. This fear keeps you from opening up completely. It's a hindrance in the spirit, a blockage. And in some cases, if the fear is strong enough, it can cause the message to be incomplete or it can prohibit the message from getting through altogether. Yep, telling you what, it's a real problem. Aaron, you're eating sausage and gravy. You better have enough for the rest of the class, Aaron. Hallelujah. To overcome this fear, you must realize that to me, there are no easy and difficult questions, quote unquote. They're all the same to me. I can answer a simple question as easily as a so-called difficult one, depending on your faith. So it's your faith depending on your faith. Receiving messages and prophecy and the ease with which they flow also 
has a lot to do with your re receptivity, desperation, yieldedness, and humility. A message may sometimes seem confusing. Simply because you aren't desperate enough and you haven't asked me to clear your own thoughts. That's a really important one. Clearing your own thoughts out of the way. Not easy to do. But that doesn't mean your thoughts are bad. It just means like, like you stop talking at some point. <laughs> you know? You're just like, all right, God, your turn to talk. Like you hate those interviews where that guy, I'm not going to say who, but he just keeps talking and he's just walking all over the guests and you're like, why even have a guest if you're just going to interrupt them the whole time? A message may sometimes seem confusing simply because you aren't desperate enough and you haven't asked me to clear your own thoughts. Therefore, your thoughts are conflicting with my direct voice from heaven. A message can also be incomplete if you're not yielded and willing to receive the truth. You must be willing to receive the truth. Don't just ask me to tell you something and then don't do it. You must receive it. You will be blessed. I am telling you, you will be very blessed if you'll receive this truth. Hallelujah. Let's see, how are we doing here? How are we doing? Okay, we got 10 more minutes. All right, hallelujah. Let me at least finish this message. If you're having a hard time receiving a message in prophecy, then it's a good idea to stop then and there. Get desperate. Ask me for an extra dose of faith, yieldedness, receptivity, humility. The enemy, uh, sometimes he gets in with doubts. He tries to hinder your faith to receive my words. So you've got to just hit him right back, right in between the eyes. You know, just drive that sword right into him with wholehearted prayer and claiming my word. If he's the one hindering your, your receiving my words, then you've got to rebuke him. Rebuke it and give him no place. If he's the one throwing in the distractions and hindering you, then you've got to rebuke him and keep persevering and you'll receive the promise. You see, I'm reading it like so nonchalantly. If I was like a real preacher, I'd be like, if you find that he, the devil, is throwing distractions at you, then you've got to rebuke him in the power of God. But it's true. But if the problems stem from your own lack of faith, yieldedness, humility, desperation, whatever, then you'd better get down on your hands and knees and pray for an extra dose of my spirit of faith. Hey, if you've never done that, you should do that. Like, I'm not saying like you got to run around and just constantly be beating yourself up. But if you've never like actually knelt down and prayed and talked to God, I'm not telling you to do it right now in front of anybody, but you can just privately find a time where you just with your own body position yourself. I mean, it, the Indians, the yogis do it, right? They do yoga poses. Well, when you kneel, it's a, it's a symbol, it's a, it's a communication of your body to God to tell him, you are Lord. Please give me that extra spirit of faith. Clear my mind, please. Give me the faith of a child. And then you'll be like, Sienna, what is that? If the problems are physical and you're feeling tired, sick, or under the weather, then ask me for my healing touch and my power to override the human weaknesses that you feel, and I'll come through for you. And last but not least, if the difficulty in receiving a certain message is because of the experience of the spirit helper or departed saint, don't get discouraged about it. Have patience, keep persevering, and you'll receive the message. That's so interesting. I don't know if I really 
recommend people listening to like other voices first. I would just stick with Jesus. And if you have an experience with a, with a departed saint or whatever, let us know. I'd like to hear your experience, but uh, just be careful with that stuff. It is, it is kind of, you know, a little risky. Um, first learn how to hear from the Lord. And once you really establish your voice connection with him and he's really, you know, built you up in your faith, then you can start to like open up to other others as well. Okay. So thank you so much for popping in here. We love you, Aaron. Love you, Christy. Love you, everybody. You popped in. We love you, Paula. And we shall return in a, in a little while. Not tonight. Probably tomorrow. We'll be back. Um, actually, I'm going to be on Kingdom Talks tomorrow. So I've got to check the time on that. But um, hallelujah with Martin Smith, Flying Penguins, and others. So we are blazing forward. It's thanks to you and thanks to your prayers. And thank you for supporting us on Patreon. Our website is faithbucks.com. So don't forget to bookmark that. And we will see you again. We love you. Be strong in the Lord. Don't let the enemy harm you or confuse you or anything. Just rest in the Lord and just know he's already won everything. We just got to just get going with Jesus. That's all we got to do. Hallelujah. All righty. See you guys soon. Bye-bye.